0: And we're back. We're back. We're back for a third year,
1: third in year in a row with Tim. Hit him with it. Movies, me, and my girlfriend's best friend's boyfriend. Thirty in a row. All of these things are still true. <laughs> it's I, true. Their movies are still here. <laughs> I am still here. I'm still dating Amy. So Matt is uh, Amy's best friend's boyfriend. So it all tracks. A shout out to my brother Mark again. I did it last year. He's going to be listening for the third time in a row. Otherwise, we're no longer best friend brothers. Yeah, Mark. But if he doesn't listen, he'll not know that he's no longer a best friend brother. If he doesn't listen, blissfully ignorant. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) honestly, (laughs) more power to him. You know, more power to him. (laughs) Um, Uh, I'm going to want it up this year and shout out my other brother Peaks too. Just oh dang, hey Peaks, welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Hell yeah! Uh, I hope you like some of these
0: picks. Peaks. If you don't, just don't say anything.
2: Yeah.
1: And all of our other followers, the t- tens of you, maybe? The tens? Of- tens. I think tens. Yeah. I got some good feedback last year from at least six or seven people, mostly okay. like my cousins. Okay. A few friends, though, that just saw it on the feed when we posted on Instagram and, and threw it on. Uh, really? Yeah. Unconfirmed if they got all the way to the end. That was my next question. They it, they gave me enough details where they at least listened to about 30 minutes of it. Okay. Which is pretty good. I've been saying to
0: anybody who says that they listen to the whole thing, which is maybe two people that I know, I'm just like, bless you.
1: Yeah. Like, we really appreciate them. That's
0: awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Because I realize it's... <laughs> this is not for the faint of heart.
1: No. <laughs> it's is... mostly for us yeah. so that we have an excuse to just hang out with each other and talk about movies. It's true. Um, it's true. Yeah. How and did it start again? It's
0: you originally did like a write-up every year. I don't know why I started doing it. I was going to say like what possessed you to start logging mm-hmm. that other... I mean, I love a list. Yeah. But like all uh, the most I would do is like collect my movie ticket stubs.
1: I think it was like to feel like I was being productive when I saw movies so then I can like look back and be like, this is how I spent my time and be like, I spent it very well.
0: Honestly, that's a really good idea because the countless movies I've seen and I don't remember that I've seen them when I go on, they'll pop up on Letterboxd and I'll be like, I think I saw that. Yeah. But I like, what, what was going through my head where I was just like, I'm going to watch this. And it was just passing the time or something like that. Or it was like a job that I had to do. I was like, I'm going to, because I stole this, like, because I bit torrented (laughs) this, I'm going to watch it. I have to watch it. And I would just like put it on. I may fall in or out of like, you know, consciousness or like attention span. And then it'd be over. i be like, great. Saw that one. On to the next one. It's like, what was the actual point of that? You know,
1: I honestly think I did. I was doing the same thing. Like I would forget if I had seen a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't know if that speaks to like, maybe the movie was bad, but also like if you watch something at home and you're only half paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, but now like I do that with letterbox too. I'm like, Oh, I gave that like three and a half stars. I guess it was pretty good. Like I must've seen it before and I'm yeah. like struggling to remember anything. <laughs> Guaranteed about the plot.
0: I've seen this before. Yeah. Um, well, that's I guess yeah. what helps like. Well, no, I'm going to eat my own words as I'm saying them. But I was like, that's what helps when you, that's why it helps to like write a little review. Like every time I watch it, I don't write reviews anymore. I'll just do like, I watched this or I haven't. And because I'd go back and read some old reviews I wrote, I'm like, I wouldn't remember writing it.
1: (laughs) And I'm like, you want oh, to feel accountable for your own words? Yeah, I just,
0: I was like, that seems like another person wrote that because I don't know, I don't remember watching that movie yeah. or something like that.
1: Yeah, I feel Which like might
0: I, need, I might need like Gingo Baloba or something. I don't know, <laughs> like,
1: maybe. I don't know. I don't know either because like I also am not doing that. I like will often just log a bunch and like I still give it the star ratings because that like helps me, especially for like when we do this, like Mm -hmm. I have just like a running list of my favorites of the year. So every time I see something new, I just like add it to the list and like rank it with Mm. my favorites from this year. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm writing like less and less reviews, mostly because I'm like, got to save it for the pod. True. No one who I don't want someone, all of the people who are reading every single word I have on Letterboxd. Dare I say tens? Yeah, probably tens. <laughs> I have maybe like, I don't know, 16
0: followers. Dude, yeah. I think that's like, I'm going to look right at my quadruple mind. <laughs> but again, it's always know. like just for
1: me to try to remember <laughs> yeah. in the same way. Like, yeah. And it's fun. We love movies. We love doing this. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think this past year was good. It was definitely better than like the last two. Obviously, like COVID fucked up a lot of like the movie going experience, but I feel mm-hmm. like I felt like this year there were a lot of movies that I thought were like pretty good to good, but few movies that I thought were like amazing. Yes. Um, like very few, if any, like five out of five stars the first time I saw it, but a lot of like three and a half to four where I was like, I really either like appreciated it or like had a great time, but I didn't love it. Um, but I'd rather have that than like a bunch of movies that I thought sucked. I mean, there's probably like 30 to 40 movies that I saw this year that I'd be like, pretty good. Had a good time. Like maybe some of them I won't remember seeing them in like a year from now. That'll just be all of them for me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But a lot of it, I was like, you know, whether
0: I wanted to or not, (laughs) yeah.
1: Had a good time, like rare, few experiences where like I went to see a movie in theaters and I was like, I genuinely like did not like that.
0: Oh yeah. Um, maybe it's my own personal filter of like what I choose to watch but like very rarely am I completely just like that was an utter waste of my time yeah
1: I think for the most part like the nominees this year reflected that there were just like a lot of pretty good movies out there
0: mm-hmm. did you see fi- a five star movie last year that came out last year like not something you'd seen for the first time but just something that was actually released last year Or yeah, I, was, like, I should say 2021 in 2021,
1: but in like, 2021 yeah. I think for me like um, I loved power of the dog. That was something uh, I watched yeah. and immediately was just like, I am totally entranced by this, especially like the little twist at the end. I thought like the subtlety mm. in that was really great. It was like red rocket and the last duel, like even Dune or the lost daughter drive my car. Like these were movies that maybe were not five stars, but like four and a half. Yeah. And this totally. year I feel like I have like one or two, like four and a half, five stars. And Mm -hmm. then a lot of like four stars, which is great. I mean, that is pretty good. It's a level of like consistency and like, um, but it made it harder to like pick my 10 favorite this year because Mm -hmm. a lot of them I felt like like in that space, very few like set themselves apart from the rest. Yes. Um, but there were, I mean, there was a lot of good stuff and I think like that's probably a good point for us to get into, um, the first category and just to like, we kind of change the format up slightly every year, I feel like. But what we do is like go through the five like major categories of the Oscar. so like supporting actor, supporting actress, lead actor, lead actress, best director, and talk through who got nominated and then throw in like some of our own picks if we think that somebody was left out or there was something that really stood out to us. And then we finish it off with, our favorite movies of the year and going through the best picture Mm -hmm. so supporting actress we'll just dive right in and do that first
0: let's do it and i'm uh i didn't write one down for this so i'm gonna let you just perfect have at and i will offer my peanut gallery
1: yeah (laughs) uh, i think like we'll just start by going through who was nominated for the oscar Mm -hmm. so angela bassett from black panther wakanda forever hong chow from the whale Carrie Condon from the Banshees of Inna and then Jamie Lee Curtis and Stephanie Hsu, both from Everything Everywhere all at once. Nice. Um, And I think the general consensus right now is that um, it seems like pretty open. I think Angela Bassett is like going to get her due and win um, for Black Panther, which I have not actually seen yet. Oh, I have. Okay, cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any thoughts? I on have the yeah. things to say. <laughs> Doesn't um, seem promising.
0: No. And I was, I was not impressed with the first Black Panther. Um, no oh, interesting, but it, I think plot wise and writing wise, I was impressed with the first Black Panther, but executionally there, it had such issues with just a like glut of CG that it really took it out took me out of it so that was my main beef with black panther this one weirdly enough like similar complaints even though they fixed a lot of the cg problems but i'll get into that later but uh as far as like you know performance wise and like uh the artfulness of that film it was pretty good like pretty darn good. I think my big task
1: to like super hard deal with. Yeah. Chadwick Boseman's passing. And like, how do you, do like they completely into the story? Completely did. did They wove it. Like that's the whole like first part or
0: not whole first part of the movie, but like the first scenes of the movie is them like mourning his death and stuff like that. And, uh, it's great. Yeah. Like it's, it's genuinely moving. I think, I think the rest of the movie, I think it just like any other Marvel movie, has started to like struggle under the weight of being a Marvel movie, yeah. And so, even as good as it was, I find myself like really hard up for any kind of like factor of care because I'm just like, oh man, there, this whole thing is just crumbling under the weight of itself, yeah, you know. So, but that being said, I know it's, I started out being like, I have things to say about Black <laughs> Panther 2, but like, get ready, it was, it was pretty good, okay. But I think most of my, most of my complaints about it. Uh, line the visual effects and That's stuff fair. like that, um, and in this year or this one, it's it's more along the lines of the visual effects struggling to compare to other movies released this year, if it's of a similar vein. A lot of water, if you take my <laughs> take I hear my you. hint. Um, yes, but uh, Angela, we'll we'll say that for later. But like uh, Angela Bassett, I think she commands the screen. Like. It's insane. Yeah. Also really hot. Yeah. And it blew me away. It's true.
1: Yeah. Um that is like I think the thing I keep seeing that's like intriguing me about this movie and I I will watch. I think it's now on Disney Plus so I got to throw that on there. But I feel like I had similar problems with like as Marvel goes on. Mm-hmm. It's we're in phase 5 lot of now. The same I just learned. Yeah. Formula and it does feel like it is like yeah, what you're saying like under the weight of their own expectations and like how high they've sword with some of the other movies mm-hmm. especially like the first wave of getting to like end game that seemed to be like a great cap and it does feel like they're struggling since then to like have yeah. more of like a flow and weaving the stories together and just like having true characters that they can like lean on that people are really interested in going to see
0: I read a really interesting article it was dealing with Ant-Man and the Wasp like Mania, which I haven't seen yet but it's been getting crap reviews and this guy was talking about the different phases and he was like phase three ended with end game. And he said, it feels like Marvel is just taking a victory lap where they couldn't afford to because end game was like, it was a culmination of like 21 movies or something like that. And for them to like rest on their laurels, then is not the time to do it because this is where they have to introduce us to the whole crop of new characters and all they have is sequels and the sequels aren't great and they're just the victory lap was earned but ill-fated you know so with phase four and now phase five it's just it's becoming even more
1: apparent that like they got to rethink the rethink the paradigm i don't know that makes sense i mean with, like, any, if you're going on a victory lap, it means you've like reached the height of it anyways. Mm-hmm. So, like, what comes next is almost always going to be disappointing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Whether it's like, yeah, movies, sports, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. You win a championship, you're unlikely to do it again next year. Oh. And so, like, you know, yeah, repeating is hard. And yeah. Like, just keeping, maintaining that level mm-hmm. of greatness. And their answer to it is more sequels. And yeah. it's like,
0: sequelitis has always been a thing. And so it's weird that they're like, banking on these
1: things. They're banking on familiarity, I yeah. think. And, like, sequels from the movies of theirs that, like, weren't the most successful to begin mm-hmm. with. Black Panther was. Yeah, true. But, like, the Thor movies, like, people loved Ragnarok, but, like, yeah. the, first two, the Thors first two were like... like- Canon people didn't really care about yeah uh, ant-man i felt like people like liked but it wasn't it's not like one of their Mm-mm. main characters so it's like they are in a weird place but that's fine that just means i like, don't feel pressure to see those movies absolutely so, not it's
0: what movie pass and the regal <laughs> unlimited pass are for
1: yeah um, the regal unlimited yeah. pass for movies like violent night oh baby cocaine bear and now oh Marvel yes. movies. oh yes yeah. violent night Ooh.
0: That's, yeah, that's a good one.
1: Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah, sorry. Angela Bassett. (laughs) Yeah, she's great. I think, like, the other supporting... um, The Whale, I don't have a lot to say. I think Hong Chao is pretty good. um, But I just, like, yeah, did not really like that movie at all. Oh, you did not? No. You did not like The Whale? Okay. No. I'm not going to talk about it anymore, so if (laughs) if you are not going to either in some of the other categories, this could be your chance to give your thoughts on The Whale. All right,
0: I will say this, as long as we're talking about... Because it really... Was it nominated for anything else? I think Brendan Fraser was nominated for Best Actor. Best Actor. Actor in leading role. Oh, yeah, he was. Okay. Um,
1: So just the two of them.
0: But I think it's... Well, I'll only touch on it now then, um, except for when we get to Brendan Fraser. Um, But yeah, I don't think really highly of anybody's performance in the whale except for Brendan Fraser's. I thought because this could have something to do with it become because it was a stage play first or was it a book first stage play I don't know it yeah. was a stage play at one point it seemed like a film stage play like everything but Brendan Frazier's performance to me sound, like seemed really actor-y stage play-y and I think that might even be the fault of like the direction where it was just like th- people would say things and then jump to another sentence or subject. And I, all I could see was like almost like vaudevillian type actors being like, and then blah, blah, blah. What do you say about that? Bruh. What do you think? It just like jumped all over the place to where I was just like, Oh, this feels written. Yeah. And I, it took me completely out of it except for his performance.
1: I agree. I think he yeah. was good. I do think like, yeah. Um, I think Hong Chao was pretty good. I think, um, his daughter is like, is bad in the movie like I don't think the performance is very good I don't think that role is very she was good it's like
0: distractingly evil
1: yeah it's like too much to the point where it's like we're under. like you're trying to put these situations and like make us feel empathy for Brendan Fraser's character but like I felt like in every instance they took it too far even in like yeah how he like his prosthetics to like make him look obese or like the way that they had him like eating in the movie. I felt like everything they were doing was to Mm -hmm. just be like, you should feel Mm -hmm. empathy for this person. And it's like, I don't think they needed to go to extremes to do that because his performance is so good. Mm -hmm. And also like when you get to learn more of the background of like why he is struggling with like happiness and what led him Mm -hmm. to like gaining weight that is impactful enough without like the daughter plot line or like this Um, is it like a a missionary yeah. kind of guy who mm-hmm. moves there and is like trying to get him to convert but he's not interested in that and then they just end up having like weird conversations that feel like pretty disjointed from the rest of the movie super like anytime
0: they deviated from Brendan Fraser's storyline I was like get on with it yeah immediately like, less interested le- when it's like so much less de- diving interested diving into
1: his background or like yep. his psyche
0: yeah they did they definitely seem like weird subplots yeah like they're like you're not this isn't like a series, like an ensemble cast of characters, like a series that you have to like build all this stuff. It's like we know why we're here, and it's right. to find out about his struggle and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and yeah, it was weird. So yeah. I, I disagree. I think I, I didn't. I think I almost, especially, didn't like Hong Chao's okay. performance because I thought it was really. Um, no, I can't say that. I didn't especially. I think I especially disliked Sadie Sink's. Uh, yeah, me too. Uh, performance, but Hong Chao's was like. It was all right. It was fine. But I, I found myself just being like, ah, it's like she's trying to be a hard ass yeah. or something like that. I, I don't know.
1: I thought she was better in the menu.
0: Oh, the me- Well, yeah. Which, like, she's having yeah.
1: more fun. She gets, like, a yeah. little more to do. Yep. Um, she can, like, play, like, kind of the evil host mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she does, like, have some of that energy in the whale of, like, yeah, being a little bit, like, they are supposed to be, like, essentially good friends. She's, like, his nurse that takes care of him in the whale, but, like he's, yeah. she's really the only person that he has like a relatively positive relationship with. Mm-hmm. And even her, she's like egging him on. She like yeah. pushes him in certain ways where it's like, okay, like friends ribbing each other. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I agree with you. I think he's great. Everything else about that movie I did not like. Um, um, I have some other, we don't have to talk about it. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> we, yeah, I
2: have we'll some other Brenda, like supporting we'll actors s- yeah. <laughs> nominees
1: that like, if I, like I would have loved to see. So I have like five oh, here. Okay. Um, Women Talking has like a huge cast. Oh, I know you haven't seen it because I, I lost. <laughs> I had a screener. I lost it, and I couldn't give it to Matt, so he couldn't watch oh, it in time. Oh
0: boy, I miss um, it in theaters. It's my fault. I miss it, okay. it in theaters. It's
1: really good. I think it's worth watching. I think like Claire Foy is especially great. She she essentially is the character I think that has the most or, or like the. Um, the biggest arc in it and that like she starts off as one thing and then you see her mind change and like evolve over the course of the movie Mm -hmm. in a way that I find interesting. She's also somebody that like, I think you're related, you are like can relate to early on because she is the one that's like the most angry about what's been happening in this community in a way where you're like that reaction, like her strong reaction and like anger with the men in this Mm -hmm. um, like isolated Mennonite community is understandable and I'm like, great, more people should be angry. And I yeah, that's maybe just a reflection on me. But <laughs> she is great. I think um Samantha Morton and She Said, which she said was not that good. I think it like What was she said? I mean she, she that said one was yeah it was only briefly in theaters and then it's on Peacock now maybe. Okay. But it's like the story of the two Journalist who cracked the Harvey Weinstein story a couple of years oh, ago. Oh, cool. Um, and it's, it's good. It's like an interesting story. I think yeah. it suffers because like most of us know the conclusion of that story. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like that new to us. It's still yeah. like in the very recent past. It also like kind of, I love like an investigative journalism movie, but oh, yeah. I think this one suffers because it takes a few too many like detours into the personal lives of the people that like are tracking the story. Mm-hmm. Where for me I just kind of want like the kinetic energy of like let's move from one lead to the next and figure yes. this out. Like we don't need a quick detour to see somebody at home. Like yeah. one or two of those is fun, but um but Samantha Morton plays um one of the women who is like one of the first people who is willing to actually talk to the reporters and like give an account. Mm. Of. And she essentially has like a five minute monologue at a table in like a cafe. That was the most compelling part of the movie for me. I thought like everything yeah. else about it was, it was pretty good. It's entertaining. Like, yeah. Um, especially if you like a journalist movie, but she's really, oh great you know, I do JFK. Yeah. JF- oh yeah. We both, <laughs> yeah. we both recently watched JFK. We love a little news, a little conspiracy, a little oh, like who done it. Oh, And we're going to track it in real time. Yeah. Um, and then I thought that Frankie Corio in After Son, did you see After Son? I did not get to see After Okay. She plays the daughter in it. I thought there were a lot of good kid performances this year. hmm um, There's a
0: couple in Cocaine Bear, too.
1: That, uh, oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited. <laughs> That's great. I think we got to keep this going. She is... Um, it's basically just her and Paul Meskel, who plays her dad on like a a little, like, vacation, and it's kind of, like, a memory piece. It, not all of it, like, worked for me, but I think she is really great. They have, like, perfect chemistry as, like, a father-daughter who have a relationship, but, like, mm. he's a bit estranged from the family, mm-hmm. and she's kind of getting into that age where she's trying to, like, figure out who he kind of is as a person mm-hmm. Um, because he's, like, he's not always been around as her father, and she's trying to figure out, like, why that is, but, like, he, they're so sweet to each other mm-hmm. to a point where, like, you can understand like you know both of their reactions to certain things on this vacation it's kind of hard to spoil or explain cuz it's pretty like vague it, there's no real plot it's just kind of like a week of them oh, okay. spending time like together while like, like he's dealing with maybe some depression of his own and she's maybe like 10 or 11 and kind of unaware of that but can see that like something's slightly off
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, but i thought she was great and like she honestly is my favorite maybe supporting role of the entire year. Whoa. Um, is After Sun streaming anywhere? I don't think it is yet. Okay.
0: Um, I got to put that on my list. I was interested, but yeah, I, it came... I think came... it's worth watching. It yeah. wrecked me by the end.
1: Like, for See, honestly, that's, a, yeah, lot I was it, <laughs> a lot of it... unprepared. A lot of it, I was like sitting there being like, I'm not connecting to this emotionally, mm-hmm. but I can like appreciate it's, it's pretty unique in like how it's shot and how it moves, but then by the end, I was like completely wrecked. Uh, Oh man. So it is effective in that way. Nice. Uh, In a way that didn't feel, it it made all of a sudden, it made the previous like 80 minutes of the movie feel Mm -hmm. earned where it wasn't like, it wasn't like something like, you know, a big thing happens and like, you know, a lot of times in family movies, uh, or like, you know, a a family member dies or something Mm -hmm. and you're like, Like, okay, now I should feel sad because like if my kid died, I would be, this is not spoilers. This is just a general example. But like, Mm -hmm. So nothing like huge happens or like maybe it does, but like they do it subtly enough, but it was just like now the previous 80 minutes that I've seen them interacting and like being together and like clearly like loving each other, but having some difficulty in how to talk about it, like Mm -hmm. it just hit really hard. Okay. Um, so I thought, yeah, but I thought she was tremendous and there are some other kid performances I'll talk about later. Um, Close was a movie that's also nominated for Foreign Yes
0: I missed That one. I really wanted to but again It was kind of devastating. That is why I Kind (sighs) of I had It's like you know All these things seem to come out Around the same time to where you're just like I'm gonna go see another depressing movie or Something like that and every Time I wanted to get up and like go to the theater To see something There was always something just slightly I would assume probably less depressing that I was like yeah, I'll go see that instead. Yeah. And, but I, you know, I wanted to see it. I just missed it. And now I can't talk about it.
1: Well, I had to like really (laughs) hype myself up to see close for this reason that I knew I was going to probably be Mm -hmm. pretty destroyed by. And I was like, am I ready to just like feel that way? Mm -hmm. Um, But they're like, the two leads are, it's like two middle school age kids and Mm -hmm. they're both incredible.
0: Yeah. That is something like to be said about like child actors in general. It's like, Few and far between, yeah. Really good ones, and, and like, so it's like when you when you get them both in one movie, and you know they had like that's what the whole thing hinges
1: on. That's pretty miraculous. Yeah, like I don't I, know. It's a testament, I think, to directors. I think it's also like there aren't a lot of like child roles in adult films mm-hmm. that are fully like fleshed out, mm-hmm. and then it's hard to like you know. um, I'm 33 and I'm like not fully emotionally developed yet. And like, that's why we all go to therapy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but to get like a 10 or 11 year old kids yeah. to act that way is, <clears throat> and like really be in touch with their emotions in a movie that feels real and not like they're just like playing to a camera yeah. is a really difficult thing to do. And I thought like Frankie Corio did an especially great job and the two okay. kids in close did as well. Okay. Um, but okay, let's wrap up. That's exciting. Let's wrap up supporting actress for me. I would have loved to seen Frankie Koryoga nominated or Samantha Morton, um, of the people who are nominated. So Angela Bassett, Hong Chow, Carrie Condon, Jamie Lee Curtis and Stephanie Hsu. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think my pick would either be, it would be, it would probably be Carrie Condon, uh, in the banshees of Inishirin. Yeah. But given that I have not seen black Panther, so I cannot really speak on Angela Bassett's performance.
0: I would say, having s- seen Black Panther and Banshees, there's just such different performances for me. And I think I'd gravitate more towards Carrie Condon just because it's more understated. Whereas Angela Bassett's, it's like she's it's the playing big like, emotional mark. It's the she's, big emotional. She's the mother, right? She's, she's the, the just mother. Lost yeah, her son. yeah, exactly. So she's like, you know carries all this on her shoulders and it's this big like larger than life performance and everything which I'm not saying is easy yeah. but I also think maybe the trickiness is in the subtle more of yeah. the subtleties do and, you yeah.
1: do you have an opinion on like did you like either of those performances that were nominated for everything everywhere all at once or uh yes but okay cool uh, I I do not I'm this is just to start because I don't know if it's going to come up again. Oh, I not, we'll make it come almost up. Almost <laughs> nothing about everything, everywhere, all at once worked for me. Wow. And I don't, I don't want to be like this. Is something where I feel very much like mm-hmm. this is how I feel about the movie. But given how like much it's loved and how mm-hmm. other people have really latched onto it, it's just something that like doesn't work for me personally, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, this movie sucks. Cause I don't think it sucks. It just is like not for you. Not my thing Mm -hmm. at all. Wow. Um, Can
0: you pinpoint what a few things about it that are just totally not for you? Like maybe overarching things. The easiest
1: thing is that, well, like I'm not much of like a superhero or like Mm sci-fi. I mean a sci-fi to an extent, but the like multiverse jumping stuff it feels like there's just too much going on and they're like not honing in on a specific idea. I mm-hmm. think though, the biggest thing was that like, uh, one of my favorite film critics, Adam Neiman, I heard him describe this movie as a forced hug. Oh man. And I yeah. really cannot like, I like see that so much where it's just like a lot's going on and it's, it's this family drama. And so like, you know, but it very much felt like <laughs> by the end of it, they're just like, Oh, The world is crazy so many things go on like we can't control most of it but Mm -hmm. like let's like hug and love the people close to us even if it's complicated in a way that i was like but i don't love this and i don't want to like yeah i i did feel like it's doing so much to get you to care in any way Mm -hmm. um it's heavy-handed yeah and the the kind of like some of the multiverse stuff was interesting. I liked, I liked the romantic one where it's basically like a play on like in the mood for love or Wonkar Kar Wai, but like mm-hmm. the, the rack and cooey stuff. Like I didn't think that was funny. The like weird, well, you don't like raccoons, famously. I, exactly. But. So I'm like, this is ultimately just not for me because I'm like they famously it for you to terrified yeah. of raccoons. I'm like, this isn't. Who would want a yeah. raccoon in their chef's hat? That's that is my worst. That is literally my worst nightmare. I have had, you know, you've seen me on vacation where raccoons have approached us, and I've needed our friends to shoo them away because I just like it is a weird thing I cannot explain. Uh, so it's just like these are things that it's like where it's like okay, this isn't necessarily bad. It's just not for me. Yeah. Um, and I no. don't want. Uh, Amy will like beg to differ because I have like gone on rants about why I don't like this movie, but I don't want to do that. I think I, everything like, everywhere wrong. all at
0: once is uh, your uh, promising young woman that was for oh, me. Oh yeah, that's true. That was that was yeah. for me a couple years ago. It just is like yep.
1: this feeling of like, and also it had the problem of before I saw it, it was hyped up, and every single person mm-hmm. that I knew had seen it before was like, "We love this is great, we mm-hmm. love it." Yeah, and so like. Sometimes it is a bit of, like, your own expectations letting you down. Mm. So I'm, like, this is a movie that I think I would like to watch again in a year or two mm-hmm. with, like, more fresh eyes or just being, like, maybe I can figure out exactly yeah. what didn't work or maybe I can come to it again and be, like, I was a bit too harsh on on it. I, uh, I yeah. think it, that
0: could happen, but I also think the whole thing, like... It, to your point, it was pretty heavy handed. Yeah. And like a, in a forced hug or a forced family fun kind of way where it was just like, um, yeah, it, it dictates the emotions you're trying to feel. Yeah. And that's why I feel like as funny as like Jamie Lee Curtis's performance was and stuff like that, I and I'll probably say this again throughout this podcast because I don't get the Academy a lot of the times. But I'm just like, I cannot fathom why either of them would, were, would be nominated for Best Supporting.
1: I really I, don't. I am too. Get, I don't I'm a it. little surprised <laughs> by the amount of nominations. Yeah. But, you know, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah, for us, of the nominees, it would be Carrie Condon and then for me, Frankie Corio, um, if I got to choose my own nominees and winners. And I put it all on pie oh my... Oh, Pieomai, oh legendary <laughs> Sopranos <laughs> horse Pieomai.
0: Oh <laughs> because I don't have, a, I don't have a, I don't have a opinion. Cool.
1: Well, I guess we can get. So, everything all everywhere all at once also had a supporting actor nom in Kiwi Kwan. Um, the other nominations in that category were Barry Keegan in The Banshees of Inisherin and Judd Hirsch in The Fablemans. Brian Tyree Henry from Causeway and Brendan Gleeson also from The Banshees of Inisherin.
0: Did you see Causeway?
1: No, I didn't either. But, but I will say, I would pick of these nominees, I would pick Brian Tyree Henry just because I think uh, Atlanta is like one of my favorite mm-hmm. shows, mm-hmm. and I think that his performance as Paperboy on Atlanta over like the four seasons is one of the best performances I've ever seen anywhere. Yeah. Um, and so if if he would win an Academy Award, I would have no problem with it, even though I feel like no one has seen Causeway. Yeah, I don't even um, know what it's about. I think it's I, on Apple TV+. Plus. I know Jennifer Lawrence is in it too, but so it's like, it feels like it should have been bigger. Yeah. But I don't know. All right. Um, I did like uh, the two performances in Banshees to Brendan Gleeson and Barry Keegan. Um, the fam- I like we'll talk more about the villains later. Cause I yeah. really liked it. But Judd Hirsch is like the uncle that has a few scenes in it mm-hmm. and he is good, but that he feels good, very yeah. much like, uh, on a performance that like, we'll have you come in for like three scenes and like, yeah, you can really hit on why like art and movies are important uh-huh. and like have the emotional connection to like the young protagonist. And like, there you go. There's your nomination right there. Honestly. Yeah. It is like, I two kept thinking about almost, uh, What'd you say? It's like too catered to be oh, like ca- oh, this, yeah. which is like, it's great. It, it deserves it. But for me, I'm like, yeah. I want something or, I mean, it's fun for us to do this so that we can like highlight a few other, Yeah. um, yeah, a few other nominations or like performances that weren't nominated. And then like mm-hmm. Kiwi Kwan for everything, everywhere at once, who's been winning a lot and will probably could win this as well. Like, mm-hmm. I'm very fra- happy for him. Like he, yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, that he's would be been incredible. really lovely. Like watching him do interviews and like he clearly like had this career as a child actor on mm-hmm. Indiana Jones and then like a few other things and then felt like he was never going to get like another role again until the Daniels like or another role that was like, wow, could challenge him. And then yeah. the Daniels gave him this. And I, I do think he is good in that movie. And like, mm-hmm. because of the multiverse nature in it, like he is getting to do a lot of different things, whether yeah. it's like martial arts or romance or comedy. And I think yeah. like him and Michelle Yeoh are great together. Yeah. Like they need to have chemistry. And then they also need to have those scenes where like they aren't on the same page at all to mm-hmm. like hit home. The, like marriage part of the drama. Mhm. Um so I think you know I'd be happy for him but for me I'm like of these nominees mm-hmm. would love to see Brian Tyree Henry win just just, just so that just I can win like shout out Atlanta yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> um but okay I had a few other supporting actor performances okay. this year that I loved. All right. Um Nope. Did you see Nope? I loved Nope. Me too. Great. Yeah. Uh Brandon Perea, who plays like the electronics store employee. Oh my God. That helps them like yeah. set up all the cameras. And yeah. then he like he basically just like latches himself onto the two of them because he is like he's like
0: a fellow conspiracy theorist. Exactly. Yeah. And I think like he yeah.
1: he is so good and entertaining in that mm-hmm. um Don Chiedel in White Noise. Only because, well, he's always great. He is always great. But yeah. also, like, I think I'm the only person who liked White Noise, and I wanted an excuse to sort of talk about it. Oh,
0: I had it on my list. I love oh, amazing. White this noise. is great. Yeah. Uh, well, let's let's save, let's it, save for, it then. Let's save it. But for, I think yeah. he's
1: really good. And there's a couple scenes. There's like one scene in particular where he is a professor who's talking about Elvis, and Adam Driver is a professor of Hitler studies in this movie, and they have like a. A, like dual lecture that's happening at the same time in the same classroom where they're tying in like weird, con- like connections that sort of make sense. But you're like, no one would have thought about this. Like, mm-hmm. And it is one of like my favorite scenes of the year. Um, and then I had Zlatko Burich and Woody Harrelson, who are both in Triangle of Sadness. Did you see it trying? I okay. did, which was... Slotko uh, Burritsch is like the older guy with the white hair and the beard who's pretty big. And like him and Woody Harrelson... Are they the one that have the... the yeah, they, they lock each kind of other in like forth. that yeah, room yeah, and they yeah. go back and forth. Yep. on like quoting capitalists versus socialists. Yes. yeah, uh, And I think they're very entertaining. And I also think Woody Harrelson in the movie is like the ship captain on this like luxury yacht. And he delivers a line when they're eating this like fancy meal and his meal comes out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to spoil it. So if you haven't seen it and you don't want to be spoiled by one line that you might not even find funny, you can skip 10 seconds. But they lift his plate up and it's a burger and fries while everyone else. And he just looks up at the table and he goes, I don't like fine dining. <laughs> and it's just like, I'm like this. It was perfectly delivered and great. I think the two of them have are great back and forth. But then here is who I would have loved to have seen. And Matt, I think you're really going to like this one. Oh, boy. Justin Long and Barbarian. Oh, dude. I because, do like, love that. I didn't love the movie. I really like the first two thirds of it. I think yes. when Justin Long shows up, it's like perfect casting.
0: Perfect but, casting. Perfect transition. Like, oh, my God. I, I, would, well, I can talk more about Barbarian yeah. later. But like talk about a breath of fresh air and not, not the fact that I didn't like the first part of the movie that... Uh, where he's not in, but like, like I said, perfect casting, like he shows up and just lights up the screen, you know, it's, it's something about it. Yeah. Something about him. And like, I
1: think he, yeah. So he goes back to this house that is like, he owns and he rents as an Airbnb, but he's like, he's a dick. He's absent. He's like recently been canceled basically. Like, yeah, yeah. But (laughs) he just has like a, there's a series of weird things that he comes across in the Airbnb. And I think like, he just says, what the fuck? Like, 10 times in a row as he's going around the house, seeing these in like slightly different ways. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. I was like really happy to see him again. And I thought that was just like one of my, I think like, especially for me, if I see a movie that I'm like, I didn't necessarily love that movie, but something like this, like a performance or a few Mm. scenes really stick, then it means like they were doing something. Oh, absolutely. And for this one, like he was by far, like he is worth watching the movie Oh on its yeah, own just to, like, get his section in there.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that is kind of, like... As Megan would say, what a star. What a star. It's he's, just, like, there's, yeah. there's some people that you're just, like... You could just watch them do whatever yeah. forever on screen. It's perfect. You
1: know? Like, it did feel like the casting and his performance. Like, and he's someone that... I think almost everybody, especially like our age, would recognize mm-hmm. because of like some of the Judd Apatow does, comedies and stuff. Like, like, he, he doesn't exactly change. He looks exactly the same. The same. <laughs> and then he shows up and, and you also have the same feeling if you're like, and like he shows up in the movie and you're kind of like, what's this guy like, what's what's he mm-hmm. been up to? And I have that same feeling every time I see him. I'm like, why haven't I seen him more often? Like, what has he been doing? Uh, and then he comes in and just like absolutely rocks it. And he's it's like,
0: uh, he's like a, well, only because he's just not quite as old, but he's like a diet Daniel Day-Lewis where he could just, Ooh. he's like, I can do whatever I want. So yeah. I'm just going to do
1: that. Like, only to stop that metaphor there. because yeah. you In a sense, it's like, yeah, he can like selectively <laughs> choose his role. Yeah. So he shows up once every few years and he kills yeah. it. And you're like, I'd love to see him more, but honestly, maybe it would dilute. It might. How good he is. When dilute the him. brand. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those are kind of my thoughts. are great thoughts picks. It's really great. I had a fun time with that. I think I would have loved to see him nominated and win. Of the people nominated, yeah, why not? Brian Tyree Henry. Yep. Or honestly, any of these five. And I, I don't have a that, strong opinion over the other. Honestly, yeah. okay. Banshees is a movie I really liked. Yeah. The, the more I think about it, the more I like the Barry Keegan performance. But mm-hmm. that was the one thing about the movie when I was watching it in the theater where I was kind of like... I don't know if this is working for me. Yeah. Um,
0: Barry Keegan in general, I think is a hard sell. Yeah. He always plays like a very specific. Yes.
1: And there's always like something off putting about his characters. Yes. Which worked in like
0: killing of a sacred deer and stuff like that. But like in a role like this where, yeah, he's supposed to be a little obnoxious and like, or really obnoxious or something like that. But yeah, he, it's almost like he overdoes it in a way like that the role doesn't call for to where it's a little bit distracting to where yeah. I'm like everything about everything else about this movie, like is cohesive and makes a lot of sense. And then there's this one guy just doing a little, giving it a little bit too much mustard, yeah. you know? And I, it, for that reason, it, because it kind of took me out of it sometimes where I'm just like, I still don't know about this guy. There's something, what's going on. That to me is like, I think over him i would choose brendan gleason yeah me too i agree
1: with that i think though like what is helping me as like i have more distance from seeing the movie Mm -hmm. is that his character in the movie is supposed to be like the outcast of this small town yeah he clearly has and they kind of like allude to it maybe like his father was too abusive as a kid but he's Mm -hmm. like something is missing Mm -hmm. and to me like i'm like is he like leaning into that too much to where it's like a little bit offensive or like uncomfortable almost mm-hmm. to like watch mm-hmm. him play somebody that has a little bit of a handicap mm-hmm. or, or does it like work in the end because he ultimately like has a layer of sweetness under him, but yeah. like just by circumstance of like isolation and like his childhood, like mm-hmm. maybe we just don't have enough about his childhood to like know why he's yeah so off. But, um, I don't know. That movie works for me overall. Oh, um, definitely. Yeah. And like, no, I didn't dislike him necessarily, but it was the one part of the movie where I was like, I don't know if I'm like loving this. Yeah. Um But yeah, that's I agree. supporting actor. I don't have really anyone else to show. Oh, okay. I will shout out. I don't think the performance was like, anything amazing but um, Pete Davidson in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies I think is just more perfect casting than anything. Yes. It's yes. not like his performance is like oh I didn't know he could do that Yeah, it was more wow. just like yeah, he yeah. shows up and you're kind of like okay they got like you know the like kind of controversial like young mm-hmm. SNL comedian who like you know people will go see a movie with him in it because mm-hmm. he's always like yeah. in the news for who he's dating and what he's doing but I'm like by the end of that movie I'm like I'm glad that they cast him because that it makes it makes um the movie all the better knowing that it's like kind of poking fun at who pete davidson is a bit and like he's kind of leaning into it too so that was really the only other one i wanted to shout out before we can move on to some of the lead performances
0: i'd be florida if tyree henry won it um i think probably either judd hirsch or brendan gleason
1: I I could see Kiwi Kwan winning as well. Um, But for me, I would pick probably Brendan Gleeson of those companies. All right, we're talking about actors. Why don't we just go from supporting to best?
0: Let's do it. I'm going to mark that here in our little program. This is great
1: because, you know, we like to talk, so we like to split these up for you so you don't have to listen to three hours at once. But... Like we said before, some people claim to have listened to the whole thing. We're skeptical. It's imposing. But at least if you got to this point, you can like use this as like when you tell us like, "Oh, we heard you," and like we yeah, do listen. We to do. The whole thing. We, we swear. We know you got to this like, point. It's like, oh yeah. Really. What's the next thing I said? Yeah, then. Yeah. Exactly. Tell us the next sentence. Parsnips. After
0: parsnips, the... parsnips. Parsnips. Dude. If you, parsnips you don't know. Parsnips were really good. Exactly. Yeah. That's the test. That's we'll the see. test. We'll see if anybody knows.
1: <laughs> Best actor. The nominees here, I think, are very good. Um, this is a tough one. We already mentioned Brendan, or sorry, Brendan Fraser in *The Whale*. From one Brendan to another. Ah, uh, um, yes. We mentioned Paul Mescal in *After Son* briefly. Colin Farrell for *The Banshees of Inisherin*, and then the other two um, for movies that have not yet been mentioned: Bill Nighy in *Living*, which love Bill Nighy. *Living* was it's fine. I didn't watch it. Yeah, um, it was all right. I'd watch and it for him. Then Austin Butler and Elvis, which I I don't know. I my ho- my like only real It's a my hottest Oscar take is that there should be a separate category for people who are doing um who are acting like real people. I I don't know why I stumbled over that. People who are doing biopics. Oh, yes. Separate yep. category because Every, like most people seeing these movies Like this was Elvis Everybody even mm. like we don't know There's also a hilarious joke I think Isn't in I think it's in White Noise where Don Cheadle says like Every white person has a favorite Elvis song Oh. And we were talking about this where it was like, we had, a, we were at a party, a Hanukkah party that our friend Kevin threw that was lovely. And there's a conversation between the two of us, our friends, Abe and Adam, about what our favorite Elvis song is. Oh my God. Yet all of us were like, we don't really have a strong relationship to Elvis, but no. we all could name a favorite song. Oh, I could name my favorite Elvis song. Yeah, so, that's true. <laughs> but I think all that to say is like, even if you don't ha- like have a strong relationship to the uh, the person in the biopic, you still have a relationship, so like yeah, I think it's a bit easier to get people to to have empathy for that character or to like care about it because yeah. you it's have a not one hundred percent
0: pulled out of thin air. Yeah, you know, there's already something to be attached. Yeah. Yeah. and
1: not to say that like those performances can't be great. Yeah. I think Austin Butler, especially like when he's performing, he does have like a charisma and like a physicality in mm-hmm. those scenes that are incredible. Like mm-hmm. I did not like. Elvis, I liked the performance scenes a lot. Mm-hmm. Um and I but I I just think like let's make a separate category. Yeah. And like just, you know, five actors, actresses that are doing biopics is like yeah. I saw a stat that seven of the last ten best actors mm-hmm. have played a real person. Really? Yeah. I think it was only like uh. two or three of the last ten best actresses, but like for some reason yeah, the actor biopics just like keep cleaning up. Wow. Which I wonder why that is. Separate it and like yeah, let's bring in some people who are like pulling yeah, from nowhere. Like yeah, building a character building a that character. we've never seen. Um yeah. like a lot like yeah, the four other I guess the three other cuz Living is a remake of an old uh ah. Japanese film. Okay. Um I like I mean I really love Paul Meskull. We talked about yeah, Brendan Fraser is is by far the best part of the whale and he's oh, yeah. so good in it. Yeah. Um and then yeah, I mean Colin Farrell and Banshees is is so good. He Yeah.
0: He's my favorite for this. Me too. Because I think there's something he he just plays this almost like an everyman yeah. with just such he's... subtlety and such like kind of innocent paranoia. And it's, it works so freaking well. Yeah. And I mean, obviously him and Brendan Gleeson are just phenomenal. Yeah, so it's have, like,
1: yeah. Great chemistry. Great chemistry back from in Bruges. I think like, yeah, yeah he's a bit of an everman. He's like a little, he's, he's a little like naive and sweet, mm-hmm. but like he, his whole thing is like, I'm, I don't care if I'm not the smartest or most interesting mm-hmm. person here. Like I'm a nice friend yeah. to have around and like, yeah let's just have some pints together and like, yep. why would we not be friends anymore? Yeah. His like incredulity at like, Yeah. I think it's like in the trailer, the scene where he's just like, if I've done something to you or like I said something while I was drunk, but I don't think I said something while I was drunk, like yeah. just tell me and I'll apologize and yeah. like we can move on. Yeah. And when his friend is just like, you didn't say anything or you didn't do anything. I just don't like you anymore. And he's yeah. like, he is he just can't understand like how somebody could be so cruel all of a sudden and just be like, sorry, no longer friends, even though like we've been best friends for however, I mean, decades, like they live in a small town. It seems like they've probably known each other since they were kids. grew up together. Yeah. Um, and I think like he wears that so well, he like his relationship with like the animals that live on his property, Mm. like, and his sister where you can just tell that like he is maybe doesn't always understand, why things are happening but he it doesn't frustrate him it, it like makes him want to be even like kinder and more under like he's trying to find the understanding he's not like pushing things away because of it yeah um i don't know i i love that performance too uh i have a few others here he was in like so I, if i were to make another top five he mm-hmm. he is in there for sure mm-hmm. um I think speaking of like it's less of a kid performance, but still like a teen or like young performance that like from someone I have never seen before is um, Gabriel LaBelle, the the kid in the Fablemans who plays like the high school age Spielberg. OK. Character. Yeah. Um, I thought he was great. I think uh, Rory Kinnear and men. Did you see men? I did. I I liked men. I did as well. Yeah. Um, I think like the ending... With caveats. I, I don't love like yeah. <laughs> body horror, like, but I found the ending to go from like interesting, then like too much, but then by the end they get to that scene. I'm like, now this is just kind of like funny and entertaining. Yeah. Like they really... It is that thing where like you say a joke once, people mm-hmm. laugh. You do it a second, third time, people are like, okay, we yeah. got it. Mm-hmm. You do it a fourth or fifth time, and people are like, it's funny again. Oh, that's the joke. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I thought... And, and like he is playing... I don't know what, like six, seven different different characters yeah, that yeah. show up in like. He plays like a little like, kid at one point. Oh which yeah, it's it's, it's weird. weird. Um, yeah, it's a very weird movie. It's yeah, Alex Garland who did Ex Machina, yes, um, which and Annihilation, both of which I liked as well more than Men. But like, mm-hmm. I I know some people who really just like hated Men.
0: And fair. I I don't know if I've ever I don't know if I've recommended men to more than one other person because that's a hard specific. So, yeah.
1: And it's like that's a movie too where it's like I think it's this is the inverse of everything everywhere all at once for me, where it's like that's a movie where I'm like I'm not going if anyone who likes it, mm-hmm. I don't really want to be probably because like I, I feel like this just wasn't for me, so I'm like it's mm-hmm. not that it's a bad movie this is a movie where I'm like, I like this. And if someone's like, I hated this, uh, there's nothing I can really say to convince you that it was no, good. It's no. just something that like, worked you for like but me. like but what about that one scene? Yeah, you did not like this no, part. I like, I actually I can see it. why you hated that. Like yeah. that makes oh, a lot of yeah. sense. But for some reason it really works. Um, okay. And then I got a few more for the best actor. Um, RRR. We saw it together. One we of did. the best movie going experiences I've ever had. Uh, Phenomenal. Nah, nah, our, our same Elvis loving friends, Adam and Abe, we all went to see it at a fully packed music box theater. Yes. So 500 or so people. Yeah. With the director, uh, S.S. Rajamouli, in attendance. Bonkers to it me. It felt like h- half of the theater had already seen it on Netflix. Uh, Yeah. yeah at yeah. least one. There was a person next to us who had seen it. It felt like his excitement for it. Mm-hmm. Like, people were cheering, clapping mm-hmm. at, like, almost every scene throughout the movie.
0: Yes. Uh, there first, was not a silent moment no, in that It was game. a little, yeah. like,
1: distracting at first because I was like, oh, I haven't seen this. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of want to pay attention to what's going yeah. on. But then... The movie's like, not subtle, though, so it no, was easy 20 to 20 minutes yeah. in, I was like, you just got to give yourself over to, like, everything yes. being over the top. But well done. Like, it wasn't... So well. It's so good. Um, but the two like friends, enemies, however mm. you want to refer to them, uh, played by Ram Charan and N.T. Rama Rao Jr. They're, it's the best chemistry between two people I've seen in a movie, like romantically friendship. Otherwise in years, it's, uh, absolutely incredible watching this... them act off each other. Like whether they're doing stunts, there's mm. a whole, I don't know. How long is it? 10 minute montage of like them, riding around like it is a rom-com montage with the two of them that's one of the best like most entertaining like Mm. everyone was beaming people were laughing cheering in the theater like
0: my face hurt after this movie it is three hours long yeah and it doesn't feel like it and the whole time you're just on this roller coaster of like emotion whether it be rom-com emotions like in the traditional sense or like action adventure emotions or like family drama emotion. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. It's fucking perfect. And <laughs>
1: and the way that like the characters meet in a scene where they do not have dialogue with each other, it's only hand and eye it's eye mm-hmm. contact. Mm-hmm. And then it's like hand motions to like coordinate a stunt that they're going to do. Yeah. Like a rescue. Yeah. yeah. And, and they immediately have, the chemistry where you're like, they don't even need to talk to each other. Just no. them being in the scenes together, like fellow badass. It's like yeah, they pointed at each other. And yeah. also like, I mean, yeah, Ram Tron is like one of the most, uh, handsome people I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. So it's, it's distracting. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's like, but I love crap. the two of them. Yeah. And
1: like, I think, <laughs> I think it was a little disappointing that that movie did not get more love and like the real nominations. Um, oh, it didn't yeah. even get, I don't think it even got nominated for best, Foreign film, not that I'm aware which of, which no. seems wild because it was a huge phenomenon and yeah. and people love it. um You do have to like give yourself over to like
0: yeah, if you've the never seen like a, of it, yeah, yeah,
1: if you've if never you, seen a, anything a adjacent film, yeah. to
0: like a Bollywood movie, yeah, um
1: which was the I director this saying is, this wasn't a Bollywood it's, movie? Yeah, it's, it's technically uh, like a Telugu language, which is like oh, a yeah. different region, yeah, and it, I think like we often just put any lump it all film together. from India yeah. together but they'd have like 14 different regions that they mm-hmm. have like essentially their own working hollywood over there yeah um but, but it yeah. definitely it shares
0: the same hallmarks as like what most people would be familiar with is like a bollywood action picture which is like it's very long and yeah. it, there are several key components to which is like action romance and song and dance song and dance and it's like those things don't necessarily fit into like an American blockbuster. No. And I think the reason this one works is because it draws, somehow draws you into this and you're able to give yourself over to these things. They don't seem like they're out of place So they don't seem like, Oh, this is so strange. Like this is unlike things I've seen before. It's like, it follows its rules so well. And yeah. it, you know, it invites you into this world so well.
1: Yeah. That's a great point. I think like it really does. Like there are enough points that you can see and relate to as mm-hmm. like an American moviegoer. Yeah. And then I think also like these two actors who are essentially like one of them is in every scene of the movie. Probably, mm-hmm. uh, they are, you immediately like, uh, latch onto them and have like something to root for, something to root against, like in oftentimes in the same scene, like mm-hmm. in a way where you are engaged with them the entire time. Mm-hmm. And also, some of the most incredible action sequences that I've ever seen with like there's I mean even the first one where they're like coordinating this rescue Mm -hmm. it ends with like not quite a song and dance but there's like a song happening and then people make the tallest human pyramid I've ever seen and they climb to the top of it yeah like I don't know a hundred people stacked to make this like it is incredible yeah Um, and then the last Performance just because I think like I have to lean into this bit, I guess I'm doing since like last year. I think I said that Bo Burnham's Inside was my favorite lead performance of the year. Nice. So like I'm going to say that um Johnny Knoxville and Jackass Forever. <laughs> <laughs> Comedy uh, performances do not get enough love. No, they Johnny don't. Knoxville's comedic timing is so good. Also his ability to just be like it's not an ability. I, his willingness to just throw himself in harm's way at his age, like he did, almost, he like went to the hospital. Yeah. Making this movie, like the bull scene, like yeah. Um, but what really does it for me for him is, uh, is it a taser that he has sometimes, and he'll just like go around set and just like it's not quite a taser, but he'll like shock people. Yeah. What is what is he? And it's more of like with? a behind the scenes thing. Yeah. But they'll occasionally just like put it in these Jackass movies. Yeah. His comedic timing with those is so every time he does it, I'm I'm dying laughing.
2: Yeah,
0: he waits till the perfect moment. He just knows exactly when somebody's like just a little at ease or like to the opposite end of that spectrum, like they're really on edge. Like he can tell they're like pissed off or something. And he goes at it with this freaking just this repetitive joke that he has where just like pushing someone over the edge, you know. But it's so funny. It's so
1: funny. And this was another great. I was saying like it was This year did feel like There were a lot more Just cause I mean We could go back to theaters There were things that were like More packed mm-hmm. I saw this With my friend Dobby Shout out Dobby Shout out Dobby Um and it was some of the hardest I've laughed. Oh, yeah. And I think uh, I was crying. And like the whole theater, like it, it, it didn't, it mm-hmm. felt like everybody was just everyone. I mean, you're going to see a Jackass movie. You know what you're getting into. Yeah. There's no like surprises of like, no. what is the comedy going to be? <laughs> like, will I like this? I think you I saw. Know, by now, you know, if you like Jackass or not. Yeah. Um. What's amazing to me is for the most part, like this core group, like, you know, These are the kind of people that you'd be like, surely some stories would have come out by now that they did some like fucked up stuff behind Mm -hmm. the scenes or like, Mm -hmm. but it's like, no, these are just guys. They, they kind of like, it is lovable, like what they're doing to each other, even Mm -hmm. when they're pranking each other. Like it doesn't feel malicious. It just feels like, how can we push the boundaries of like physical, yeah, our physical boundaries, but also like, there's always the element of comedy. There's always like the element of camaraderie of like, yeah. They when all knew are, what they signed up for. Yeah. When we are putting ourselves know. in harm's way, like yeah. we are here doing this together. Mm-hmm. And I think because it wouldn't work if like Johnny Knoxville was like, I'm going to set up these stunts and then not do the dangerous ones. Yeah. Like, no. He's remember, first in line. Is it Jackass <laughs> yeah. like one or two where they have like the ballistic like bullets and things that they like shoot at each other? Oh, that are like, man. I think it's two. Yeah. But it's genuinely like dangerous and like, the other people, I think it's like Ryan Dunn and Steve O who are like terrified to do it and mm-hmm. they're like, We're not and he's like, I'm I will do this with you. Like mm-hmm. so he is like the leader of the troop that is like he is he puts himself first. Like he doesn't he doesn't see himself as like too good for like the dangerous no. stunts or he's like and even at I think he realized he's getting older and he can't do this all the time. So like it's it was fun because they brought in a bunch of new characters that yeah. for the most part worked. Yeah. Um but yeah, I don't know. I I just love I love physical comedy. Like I really like the Buster Keaton like silent silent movies where like they're doing their own stunts. It's like it's silly. Mm-hmm. It's like, but it, I think it takes a lot of skill to have that kind of timing. Yeah. Um. And that kind of I don't know, just personality and like yeah, love Johnny. Just North inherent. Still performant gift yeah you know yeah he is like yeah if we want to bring up like vaudeville stuff again like mm-hmm. he is vaudeville in like the best way where you're like yeah. this guy's making kind of making like an ass of himself all the time mm-hmm. but in a way where like he's in on the joke we're all in on the joke yep um and yeah highly jackass forever was great it was a one of the p pe- along with rrr
0: is yeah. like a peak like movie going experience, yeah. especially coming, like we were saying, it's like coming out of like this hazy fog of COVID and not being able to necessarily go to the theater a lot and everything to have like this experience in the theater where everybody is, you know, in there, they know exactly what they signed up for mm-hmm. and you're all in this together, watching all these people all in something together and it's its own brand of awesomeness.
1: It is. I think like, honestly, seeing RR and this too. And even like, I think Top Gun Maverick had a similar feel for oh, me in theater yeah. where like the energy you could feel like mm-hmm. the crowd into it. It's how I felt like, I think the last movie pre pandemic that I could remember feeling that way was, um, I saw get out on opening weekend in like nice. a fully packed yeah. AMC in like in Princeton, New Jersey where I was living at the time. And, and that was a movie that like by the end of it, as, like, Chris is, like, getting out of the basement and, like, yeah. and the whole theater was going nuts. Yeah. And I honestly think, like, you know, however people – people shouldn't be, like, talking during movie. Mm-hmm. But I'm all about if it's, like, especially an action movie or a comedy, like, mm-hmm. you want that energy to, like – you feel more involved. Like Yeah. And, it, you know, it makes – it's what's different about going to theater versus like versus watching, watching it at home, home by yeah.
0: yourself. If, if the, uh, the energy and like, even if there's more volume and stuff, if it's not like people audibly like talking during the movie to a distracting degree, like if the energy's there, it's like, there's, it's palpable and that's what makes it magical. I was going to say when I saw barbarian, yeah, it was the same way oh, you saw that in theaters. I did. Oh, and it was cool because there were a lot of people in there or a couple of people, I should say who you could tell, they do love horror movies, but I don't know if they see a lot of them. And so it's almost like everything on screen just hit them a little harder to where it was fun. And they weren't rude about it. And they weren't like distracting about it yeah. to the point where like it just, you know, the energy was there. It made the movie that much better. And then when we all came out of the movie, I was waiting for my buddy to go to the bathroom. And this girl walks out after, shortly after us. And she's just like, did you just see that? Were you just did you, were you in there for Barbarian? Holy crap! She's just pointing at random people in the hallway, being like, yeah. "Do we all just see that? Like we like, have, to t- like we have, to have to talk. We have to talk. Oh my about god!" This. She was like, beside herself. That's what you want. And I was just like, "That's hilarious." Yeah, like, you that's want great.
1: That yeah. feeling of being like, "I just saw mm-hmm. this thing. I need to talk to the other people who just yeah. saw this yep. because like you are filled with that excitement." And yeah, like, mm-hmm. I did. Ha- yeah, I had that. You know, four or five times this year, which is pretty great. That's. A lot. Yeah, there's a few other ones we'll talk about yeah. when we get to the best picture that I think like... But yeah, Jackass, um, RR, mm-hmm. and Top Gun especially were just like... The oh. theater was there for it. And uh, yes. yeah, love that. Um, I think... Yeah, I don't have any other thoughts on best actor. Would love to see is Colin, Colin Farrell win. Is Brendan Fraser the favorite for this? It's kind of up in the air because... He wasn't nominated for the Golden Globe because he had like, he came out I think a few years ago where he mm-hmm. was like somebody in the Holland foreign press when I was younger like assaulted basically sexually oh, yeah. assaulted him. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't go. They it's like, I see you couldn't get a read on it there. So like mm-hmm. Colin Farrell won the it must've been drama because Austin Butler won the like musical or comedy category. So the two of them Uh, won there. But then Brendan Fraser has won a couple other times Mm -hmm. in like some of the smaller, uh, awards. And then most recently at the BAFTAs Austin Butler won again. Uh, So I think Austin Butler's kind of the favorite right now, Mm -hmm. but Colin Farrell and, um, Brendan Fraser are right there. Gotcha. So I would, you know, any, any three any of them, three of those, yeah. yeah. I don't feel that. Like, would love to not see a biopic win just because yeah. of my whole feeling on that. But like, I couldn't not peg going y. to be mad if Austin yeah. Butler wins because he is he is incredibly captivating. Like, that's a dude who I was like movie star. Like, oh yeah, I'm. I hadn't seen. I don't think I've never seen him in anything he, else
0: that he I is know. One
1: of, of the, um, one of the like the Manson family people in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
0: Oh okay. You know, like when. Yeah.
1: Brad Pitt's character goes to that ranch and like beats the shit out of that one guy. Yeah. I think that's Austin Butler. Oh, but he like looks dirty and like, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is like the first time I actually saw him and knew who he was. I see. And, um, I don't know. Part of it is that he's like doing Elvis songs, but mm. like he was incredibly captivating. Um, have you seen this I'd thing where like he's giving interviews and now he like, Can't stop talking like Elvis? No. (laughs) Apparently. No. And people are like making videos, showing interviews pre-Elvis and being like, this is his real voice. He does not... I don't know if he's still acting or yeah. like being Elvis just like messed up his brain so much. And now he can only talk. Yeah. About it. Like, I think like, I think his mom, his mom has like passed away. So like, he's been thanking her when he's been like winning awards and he'll mm-hmm. be like, thank you mama. like mama. like, mama. We're just like, are you, <laughs> yeah. is this a bit like, are you just leaning into this? Because like, you'll probably get more votes cause people love maybe. That. Um, but it's been What's pretty the funny.
0: Robert Downey jr. Quote from uh, traffic thunder where he's like, I don't, break character until we've done the DVD commentary oh, yeah. or something. Maybe that's and what he's waiting for. And they take that <laughs> joke
1: even further because they do a behind the scenes and a DVD commentary. Like I owned the DVD of Tropic Thunder when I was a kid. Hell yeah. And they do a, there's like a mockumentary that comes with a DVD of them making the film. Incredible. And he's, do, he's in he's character the whole time. Incredible. Uh, it's Yeah, it is truly amazing. But that's like, that is very much what it feels like Austin yeah. Butler is doing right now. He's yeah. like, are you sure Are you, that you talk acting? like this? Is this you now? Um, but you know, yeah, any of those three I'd be fine with. Would love Colin Farrell to win. Um, You know, but Brendan Fraser, Austin Butler equally yeah. deserving, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I'm trying not to be blinded by the... Uh, the quote unquote renaissance. Yeah. Like the fervor around him. I'm yeah. just trying to judge it on his own merits and I still think he's like tied for number one for me.
1: I do too. Like, I did not like the whale but I thought, I honestly thought I was going to hate it even more. Mm-hmm. Based on like what I had read or like knew about it beforehand, I was like, I, I don't think I will like this. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's only because of him that I was yeah. like, I actually didn't hate it. Like I, I, and I would, I would say like, you know, if the whale's on at home and you want like a compelling drama or you just yeah. like want to see a great performance, yeah. it's worth watching
0: because he is so good. My gripes of the whale are something that is like, it's personal preference. Like yeah. I think everybody, I think everything in there is like very capital A actor except yeah. for Brendan Fraser's. Uh, performance it And it, for that reason, I'm like, Oh, like it's a stage yeah. play and all that stuff. But it's like, yeah, I know not everybody feels that way in the, you know, the grand scheme of things. So I'm like, I could definitely recommend it. It's, it's a challenging watch, I would totally. say, but like challenging just because it's like, yeah, it's just difficult subject matter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It um, did like
1: make me think like they're de- It definitely, I wasn't like, there's nothing here that I can no, like latch yeah, onto. Yeah, yeah. I think like, I think my biggest problem with it is like um, I I wish that there are like some scenes like, you know, he's supposed to be like 600 pounds and like obese. Mm -hmm. And I think that the movie is trying way too hard to to like call the audience out and being like, you see someone that looks like this and you're going to assume you're going to be like, Ooh, they're gross. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there are like scenes where he's like actively eating or doing stuff Mm -hmm. where they make it more gross than it would be. Yeah. I'm like, no way do I believe that like, that's, that's how he, how he eats him. He like he's yeah. a normal guy who just happens to be yeah. obese and has some like really deep rooted. Yeah. It only um, makes sense. in like, like, yeah, it only makes
0: sense in like one scene when he's like, he yes. goes into this a- eating terror, but there's other scenes Were where he's still just like, it.
1: and I'm like, Darren Aronofsky yeah, stop doing this. Like, yeah. I do feel empathy for this character. Like, yeah yes, we all have our biases. Like we're mm-hmm. trying to work through that, but it's mm-hmm. like, I think it's trying too hard to like call out the audience and be like, you think this is gross. And I'm like, yeah, don't you? Don't don't like, I think it's yeah. gross because you are mm-hmm. actively choosing to make it look as unappealing as possible. Like when he's eating, especially I exactly think like the makeup and like the suit but that he has on. I think, so it looks re- I think yeah. it's really good. Yeah. But there were just a couple of things where I was like, you don't have to no. rub that in our faces in that way. But yeah, he's great. Um, all right. Should we talk about best actresses? Let's do it. Um, cool. The, I wrote in my these? notes. Oh, oh well, no. Go ahead and uh, read the. Uh, you yeah, okay. Read <laughs> that. So Kate Blanchett for Tar, who is the front runner. Michelle Yeoh for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, who has won at a few of the other award shows and I think is, like, pretty close on her um, heels. Uh, Andrea Rosborough to Leslie. Uh, Anna DeArmis in Blonde and Michelle Williams in The Fablemans are the five nominees for the Oscars. Gotcha. Uh, I had written in my
0: notes simply, "Kate Blanchett, it's gotta be. <laughs> and it's that, gotta be. It's
1: gotta be. You're not gonna get any <laughs> feedback from yeah. me. I'm not gonna disagree. Yeah. Um, I think it is by far the mm-hmm. best performance of the year across the board for me. Whoa. It is something that I saw and this is another movie that's like you know two hours and forty five minutes long. Doesn't feel like it. No, no, and and she is, she is by I mean the character with by far the most like there's mm-hmm. no one even like it's about her. Yeah, and like she has relationships with a couple other people in the movie, but like it is she is in mm-hmm. every. They don't scene.
0: talk about a movie unlike the whale that doesn't waste time on anybody no. else but its protagonist. No, and like, they
1: don't take the time to like. Yeah. She's a you know a composer. She's at the top of her career. Mm -hmm. They, I don't know a lot about classical music. Oh, I was
0: gonna say, it's almost (laughs) like it's overboard on how prominent and successful she is. But this does come from yeah, I as well two
1: guys who don't know anything about that. But the movie, like, they don't. There's no scene that explains like this is why she's a great composer. They just start talking about it as if you're like a part of that world. Yeah, in a way that. And you immediately believe, like, I don't know what makes a great composer, but I see her on, Mm -hmm. on the screen doing this and I immediately believe she is great. Mm -hmm. She is as good as everybody says she is. Mm -hmm. She is incredibly like complicated for lack of a better word. Her character does some horrible things, Mm -hmm. does some things where you're like, it's, it's morally gray. The whole movie Mm -hmm. is gray. And I think it does a great job of like, I never feel like. We're meant to judge anyone in the movie. Like we mm. we're there to make our own assumptions. I don't think the movie's trying to tell you one way or another how they feel about her. Mm. I think like her performance is so convincing. I was talking um Amy and I've had this conversation a couple times recently about movies and shows that are about art or artists, artists especially. So like there's been, I don't know if you're watching Poker Face, the show with Natasha Leon. No, yeah. There's like an episode where um there's a metal band that like had a hit a long time ago. That was like a huge hit. And then they're like trying to get that back. Mm -hmm. But in order for that episode to work, the music has to be good. Like if you're going to tell me that this band had a hit, the song that they play has to be great. And it wasn't. And it's like, so it's like, I just don't believe. And I think like that often happens with movies that are about musicians or artists or Actors where you're like, if you're telling me that mm-hmm. this person or this band or this group was at one point at the peak, like mm-hmm. I need to believe that they were actually good at the art that they were doing. Mm-hmm. And I watched her and I'm like, I fully believe that she is like the best composer in the world, that she, she deserved to be at the top here. Like, yes, how did she get there? Like maybe she did some shady things like that come out mm-hmm. or don't, but she is so captivating and so, um... Yeah, she, yeah, you don't feel like the movie ever is too long because she carries you throughout the entire thing.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. it's, I think you said it really well. I think they, that's a testament to the world building of the whole thing, like based around her character, and then yeah, just her just completely taking over the screen, yeah, whenever she's on there. When it movie starts, it's like. It starts credits first, which is very strange. Um, But it also works within the context of the movie. Um, But when it starts, the first scene is just talk and talk and talk. And she's being interviewed by this guy. She's on stage being interviewed. And they're talking about her successes and uh, like what she's working on now. And in the most, to me anyways, the most upsettingly flowery, pretentious language to the point where like, after a, like a minute or two of it, I was like, "Oh boy, what is this movie that I just stepped into?" You know, like first of all, the credits are first, and that freaked me out. And, and now they're this, like long and like they're
1: the long, long. The full credits. The full credits. Of of everyone that worked on the so, Yeah, what's yeah, like? Not I don't know. The like,
0: average like, credits is like ten minutes or yeah. something like that. But it's like the whole thing, yeah. and then they go on this whole pretentious dialogue, and you're like, "What?" And it's almost at that point again where that's the joke. Yeah. It's, it's like, the, it well, goes on. Her so assistant long is yeah. like
1: mouthing the words yeah. that she's saying as yeah. if like, this has been rehearsed to make her seem like she's this, like, you know, she's talking about herself, but she's using that language of like, yes, I know I'm the greatest. Yeah, and like, yeah, and it is. Yeah. You have that mm-hmm. moment where you're like it, but it, yeah, by the time I get to of the scene, you're right. Like it's, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, this is meant to be, I think tar. Yeah. I think, you know, it's intentional. I think yep, I agree. Totally. Totally. I think like you're meant to get to the end of that and being like, this is abs- like, it's exhausting. It yeah, yeah. It's exhausting listening yeah. to like this interview of a great person, just talk about how they got their greatness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in a way that is like, it is rehearsed. It doesn't feel like personalized. It just or no. it doesn't feel like she's like telling you anything about her like life. She's just like, somebody yeah, no, I'm talking actually at really, you. I'm just great yeah. at this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, her, I think, some of these other performances i have not seen blonde because everybody oh yeah hated it i haven't seen it either uh, and that like it's coming from me it. who has a giant crush yeah on, uh, and I, and I mean uh, so, yeah honestly you know
0: but, but those are bad those are some bad reviews, yeah man.
1: people like hate yeah hated it in the sense where it just it felt, i don't feel like i should waste my no. life because it's also it. i think very long too and it's like okay yeah um I, I did have, not see a, two Leslie either. I did not either. But, uh um, was that the one with
0: the, is the, the actress being accused of like petitioning cheating, herself, essentially cheating essentially. To,
1: well, not herself. So like someone, one of the producers of the movie, um, and then I think the director's wife is also somebody who's like very connected in Hollywood. So they essentially like reached out to some like very famous actors like Ed Norton and like, um, Gwyneth Paltrow. And were just like, Can you guys like just, you know, tweet about or like say that you saw this movie and this is the best performance you've seen? Oh, wow. And it just like gained weird traction that way. Yeah. And it's interesting because like every movie that gets nominated, like, Everybody campaigns, um, yeah. Press, and like you press know, you go on the press stuff, tours, right? like yeah. you throw parties and screenings for your movies, mm-hmm. like to get them. You know, you want to win the award. It, it's nobody's ever come to the Richmond not Country Unmarried. Club to no
0: petition their film, which is kind of yeah, it's kind of I mean, upsetting because kind of we yeah, we, we got a kind of nice do side yard have a here, famous, yeah, uh, famous. Uh, backyard
1: movie, yeah uh ser- series that we do all summer long. Yeah, and not one word from Ed Norton. Yeah. Uh hello. Excuse me. We'll show yeah. any we'll, we will honestly we'll take your money and we'll show any film you want here and we'll talk about it on our podcast at the end of the year. That's a binding agreement. Yeah. I'm down. Don't care what it is, no. but we'll watch it, we'll show it. Yeah. So that's what she's like being accused of, but yeah, she she herself is not. It very much feels like she didn't really have anything to do with Uh, it. Okay, that's but people who are involved in the movie were like, and she almost feels like a bit embarrassed by it, where she's like, I don't need to be a part of this if like people like, but but apparently everyone who has seen the movie is like, she is really good. Okay, Amy saw this a couple weeks ago and like recommended the movie. I think it's not that the movie is bad or she's bad. It's just that like nobody has seen this movie. It, yeah. And it, now it's overshadowed a little bit yeah, by I this I think it was in theaters for like a week and it made like $20,000. It's a tiny indie movie. Yeah, like yeah. Mark Maron's in it too. Oh, cool. So it's like, it's got a couple like, and she is a great actress. Um, But that's more of the issue of like, I it see. got nominated, but like, they're like, has anyone actually seen this? Or it's just like famous people really like her and are just like, let's just vote for her. Yeah. Um, Again, this, I think, this comes to me not understanding yeah, exactly how the Academy I think the but. weirdest, I think what people really don't like is that the original post from the producer who was like associated with the movie was mm-hmm. like called out two actors specifically, Viola Davis and um, I forget the name of the woman who was in Till, um, mm-hmm. but uh, two black actresses who... She just called out and were like, "They're definitely going to be nominated." So instead of voting for like these two and Kate Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh, Whoa. she was basically like, "These four people will definitely be nominated." Just so, just use your vote and vote for Andrea Riseborough. Whoa! And then what happened was neither of the two black women no. were nominated. Instead, Anna DeArmas and um, yeah. Andrew Riseborough got nominated. Yeah. And so, like, that feels a bit icky. Of like, yeah, who has does. the clout in Hollywood to like get mm-hmm. nominated? Based on who they know not necessarily Just necessarily like, like Conjecture yeah. Or just like Yeah they're gonna to be nominated To not specifically And be yeah. like They'll be nominated Just like don't vote for them Wow Yeah so I think that's what Rub people the wrong way Oh that's that's yeah. huge Which is like That is icky I think and like yeah. Thankfully yeah Andrew Rasbrook seems to be like I don't I didn't want this like Yeah so I
0: can't imagine You never
1: know Who was mm-hmm. like let's start this But that's mm-hmm. kind of the
0: deal there um, I have some things to say about um, I mean Michelle Yeoh, I again, it's one of those performances. Like you were mentioning, they play like her and um, Kiwi Kwan. Kiwi Kwan, yeah. they play really well off each other. But I, yeah, nothing miraculous to me about that performance to even warrant like a best actress nod. Um, yeah, especially in the same categories like Kate Blanchett and Tar. Even though we're talking about like it's uncompar, it's almost uncomparable, incomparable. But uh,
1: that's how I feel. Yeah. I mean, I lo- I think like it's great. And if, and if Michelle Yeoh wins, like, I'm not going to be... No, nah, yeah. Because, like, you know, uh, a lot of actors and actresses, like, don't win for their, like... Yeah. You look back at their yes. career and you're like, they yes. won for that performance? Yeah. I think she is good, but I do think, like... I, I just think because the actors are doing so much in that movie and, like, mm-hmm. moving back and forth between tone and stuff, that, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't latch on to any one part of it because I no. didn't feel like I was spending enough time with, like that part of their character.
0: Yeah. Um, I thought Kiwi Kwan was the one, if anybody in that yeah. movie, like should be I nominated too. and is, but like, because I think they jump really well between all those different facets and stuff. Whereas like Michelle Yeoh's character, I mean, that isn't quite her character in that movie, but yeah, it, it, it just wasn't something that stuck out to me as like, that's, that's going to be a nomination that, movie. that yeah. yeah, exactly. And then the other one was, and I know we. I think we probably disagree on this, but <laughs> what was Michelle Williams doing in the Fablemans? No,
1: actually, we don't disagree. Oh, really? Because I, I don't really get love it. the
0: Fablemans. But yeah, I see. I didn't like it that much. It wasn't. So, it
1: wasn't a, her especially. It wasn't a movie that I watched and was like these performances stand out. Mm-hmm. It was. I liked it. I thought it was kind of not what I expected, which is like. I don't know if that means it's better or Mm -hmm. just like my, another ex. it's, you know, my expectations thought it would be one thing and it wasn't, I agree. Like she is definitely doing something. I don't know that it's, (laughs) I actually, I'm like, I don't know that it's working at all.
0: Yeah. Uh, That was my feel. I'm like, I think it
1: only works. It only works because what she's doing is like meant to, um, really like have an impact on the, Son like the main character. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, like it does make me understand like why he is, he like has a relationship with his mother that way, because Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, yeah, if like somebody was doing this around me, I'd also kind of be like, what the fuck? Like, are you like, you know, I would have, especially as a kid, I'd be like, I have some resentment. I was like, yeah, I don't like, and, um, it's very weird. Yeah. I don't know. I agree. I can't quite figure out, it did feel kind of like at no point did somebody give her any tips. I feel like Steven Spielberg was just like, yeah, this is fine. Keep Do your doing. thing. Yeah. But okay, it kind of feels like, not to the extent, but the Tom Hanks performance in Elvis. Oh, uh, yeah. Where he's doing like a weird voice. Yeah. He's like, and like the movie is weirdly like seen through his, he's like, Elvis's manager right like yeah he's basically like a grifter yeah that also felt like a performance where I'm like nobody came up to you and was like maybe tone it down a little bit mm-hmm. like you are doing mm-hmm. way too much mm-hmm. and it is like it is unfortunately distracting in every scene that you're in uh, yeah. and I did feel like yeah similar with Michelle Williams when I'm like she's doing something I'm like she it is distracting not in a great way yeah but But that character, I think, is supposed to be distracting. She is always, like, on display. She is, like, she is the artist part of the parents. Mm -hmm. Like, she is trying to be free-spirited and expressive, and, like, Mm -hmm. sometimes it is, it feels obnoxious. Sometimes it does feel, like, like, no adult should, like, be it's it's like unhinged in a way yeah. yes. where unhinged you're, it does feel yeah. very unhinged. You're just like oh, but but maybe
0: to your yeah. point, like that's kind of the point. Yeah, is, I think because like, she's like a caged animal in a way. Yeah, where like she's so much different than her husband in right. that movie, and maybe that's the dichotomy that they're trying to present there. Yeah, of like something. yeah,
1: what happens? Yeah. Right, she is. You know, I think they mentioned like in her youth she was like a, a like a piano prodigy and then mm-hmm. she kinda like gave that art up to like be a mother and like support the family. And so like that the caged is is a very good way of saying it where it's like maybe that is just part of it of like what happens when you don't let somebody express their creativity. Yeah. Um or you do like, yeah, put Absolutely. somebody down for having that in a way. Mm-hmm. So it makes I didn't love the performance, but as far as like the character, it made more the sense. The character
0: makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Cause but yeah, that is fair. like, actually the more we're talking about it, the more I'm like, ah, like I didn't love the Fablemans. Yeah. But, um, and we could talk about it more later, but yeah. yeah, the more we talk about it, the more I'm like, well, there are a lot of things that worked about it. Yeah. And they're like, especially the uncle's scenes where he's Definitely. talking about like art and everything. I think maybe just that's something maybe I just naturally like gravitate towards. Cause that's something all, artists like wrestle with is what do you devote your life to and I think the central I think that is like the central premise of a lot of the uncles talks to the main kid is you know that is a very real struggle is like what are you dedicating your life to and if it's not art like you're gonna it's, these I'm paraphrasing, but it's like, you're going to regret it. Like, it's going to yeah. manifest in other ways. Yeah. Like and it will.
1: Yes. Yeah. You will mm-hmm. have, if you don't let that side come out, like, mm-hmm. you will have regrets. And, like, even for her, it wasn't even like that she herself didn't let it come out necessarily, but it was like because circumstantial. Of, yeah, yeah. That she kind of got put into this cage of, like, mm-hmm. you're not yeah. the artist here. Like, yeah, you know.
0: And she, cho- I don't, I forget it was I don't in the know, movie, yeah, but did a, she
1: choose or
0: not choose? But even so, it's like, she regrets what she. Ended yes, up choosing,
1: it doesn't to a feel certain like, degree. Yeah, it doesn't feel like sh- she was like forced into the marriage or like no. this situation, but it did feel no. like it definitely felt like that. Like a middle li- mid midlife life know, crisis. Paul Danos, yeah. like husband, like he, because he, he, you know that's the whole point, or like the relationship with him and the son, who is like the Spielberg character, mm-hmm. is he doesn't see art as like um, anything other than like a hobby. So it's probably like partly that, you know, she, they loved each other. Like she Mm -hmm. wanted to marry him, but he definitely was not supportive of like, you should pursue your music to like, to the end. Yeah. It was probably like, he was very much like, that's like, you know, a fun, you can play at home, but like,
0: and I think she probably did become a lawyer or whatever, but do your art on nights and weekends kind of. And I think
1: like she, she probably felt I think it does come out in like the way that she tries to express herself because she mm-hmm. probably felt like she cannot, she couldn't express herself for so long or like he doesn't understand that side of her. So she almost has to like go too far with it in each situation. Oh yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, yeah I don't know. It's interesting. All that, yeah. All that, it's, been, all, it's like, to like, to be like, what is, is going on here? But I think yeah. it works. Um, do you have any other opinions on those? Because I have a few other performances I'd love to. Uh, no, to shout out. no, okay, that was cool. it for me. Um, you mentioned Prey. I think before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Amber Mid Thunder, who plays the mm-hmm. main character in Prey, yeah. was awesome. I loved Prey. I thought Prey was great. Prey was um, one of my favorites of the year, and she is so. It's like a honestly. There's not. A ton of dialogue in the movie Mm -hmm. Um, They do like speak in the native Mm -hmm. uh, Tongue which is really cool Mm -hmm. And But it's a lot of like her her eye her face is yeah. so expressive, and they're wearing and that physi- like war paint oh, yeah, and war stuff, paints and it's like highlights it even of her more. Eyes. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. she has to, like right. There's a highlight on her face, like she yeah. has to nail it, otherwise, because yeah. like, you're always paying attention to where she's looking or like mm-hmm. what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very like physical performance. Mm-hmm. um It was great. That's I a think, great pick. Uh, Mia Goth in Pearl and X, dude. Great call out. I was just like, these movies I don't think work if she's not good out. Like, stick, like, stand out performance. Yeah. Holy
0: crap. Like, in a lot of different scenes, too. It's not just like one showboaty scene. There's at least two or three in that movie where you're like, yo, like,
1: she's the only one doing this. Like, you know? Which. Pearl came second, right? Yes. So, okay, yeah. So we saw X, uh, mm-hmm. which I liked. I thought it like yeah. very effective horror movie, pretty yep. fun. She's mm-hmm. really good in that. Mm-hmm. And then Pearl came on. I think I liked Pearl even more. Uh, so different. So different. Yeah. And like she's playing, it's the same universe and like a connected story, but she's mm-hmm. playing two different characters. Mm-hmm. In Pearl, she has like that five to ten minute scene where she's just talk it's a monologue yeah and the camera's like zooming in on her face and Mm -hmm. it's incredibly like expressive and incredibly captivating Mm -hmm. and i just like you know the whole time it's going on more and more i'm just like oh damn oh damn oh damn it's still (laughs) this still no i'm like oh damn and like yeah yeah i'm just like wow she She, is incredible and like i think I'd love, I think like in the same way that like comedy performances do not get recognized, like horror movie performances Mm. also do not get recognized. I think like you are more of a, of an authority on this than me, but Mm. this is something where I'm like, I don't see why, why she should, why she didn't get, it's not even like nominated, but like be in the conversation of like, it's, it is. I don't know. I love like an, ori- it feels like an mm. original performance. I um, think that's yeah. an
0: interesting one too, because I barely even qualify Pearl as like a horror movie, which cause it's like, even though it's a sequel to a horror movie, like it itself is so much different and her performance is so commanding. It's more like a character study than anything else. It boggles my mind that she hasn't been in any kind of conversations for these kinds of things. And I think to answer your question, it's like I'll preface it to say horror movies like, they're, they're spanning all these different genres, right? Where it's like campy and some are serious and all that stuff. And I think they're ridiculously hard to nail across the board if you're doing a serious horror movie. And usually the serious ones falter in some way. Or if there is a dynamite performance in there, it might be overshadowed by the faults of the movie itself to where yeah. people don't even register it. Or like, like you said, maybe they just write it off immediately. Cause they're like, Oh, it's just going to be a schlock fest, even yeah. though it might not be a schlock fest. Like take like Tony Collette in, um, hereditary.
1: Haven't seen it too scary.
0: Yes. It's really scary. She's so good in it. And I forget if she, I mean, she's gotten a lot of attention, but just like, for me, it's just been word of mouth. Yeah. Like people are like, Oh my God, in that movie, she's so phenomenal. It's like, Genre agnostic. I know she is. She crushed it. Yeah, like it's so good, and I, I do think you should see it. But it is. I, it's I know terrifying. I need to see it. It's and know like I've seen yeah.
1: um, uh, Midsummer, the other Ari Esther movie. Yeah, he's got another one coming out soon called Bo is Afraid with Joaquin Phoenix, which looks Amazing. pretty, pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, um, you saw Midsummer? I saw Midsummer and I liked it. Yeah, and like
0: I don't I think, think he was be like right. scared. I mean, like it's um okay. I'll say this. Hereditary is more scary, quote unquote, than Midsummer, But I think they're both scarier on the more like the like the
1: psychological psychological
0: level level or like the unnerving level. That's fair. So, like, I wouldn't say it's like anything out of the realm of something. Cool. I mean,
1: no, I am interested in seeing Hereditary, but it is Mm -hmm. like in the same way we were talking about, like, how when you have the options mm-hmm. like to see, like when we're talking about close and you're like, well, there's going to be something mm-hmm. that I can see that I know is going to be more fun than mm-hmm. that. Like, yeah. Uh, not to say that like hereditary isn't fun because I think like mm-hmm. I don't watch a ton of horror movies cause like I don't love feeling scared, but mm-hmm. the ones I do watch, I always feel like entertained mm-hmm. by. Yeah. Um, but like for me, it's just like, Okay, do I put put this on and feel uncomfortable for mm-hmm. two hours, or do I watch something that's like going to be a little bit lighter and like easier to stomach? So like mm-hmm. when you have so many options, it's always hard for to pick like the one You're that gonna you'll gravitate. be challenged by. Yeah, um, which is why like when these movies come out now, I try to see those in a theater, knowing that like if I'm just at home, I yeah. will pick something else. You'll
0: always pick something else. Yeah, yeah. as um, as well you should too. Yeah. I think uh I think that's something that's kind of challenging about the Academy Awards season in general is like, I end up seeing a lot of movies. I have no interest in seeing at first just because you don't know. And they come out, they kind of come out of the blue or, you know, you find something else to watch. Like, you know, I'm finding out very quickly, the older I get that like my brand is like the matrix and hackers. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, like I
1: just want more movies. My brand is the nice guys. Oh yeah. Oh, that's my brand. Yes. yes (laughs) But I think like, I was going to, I think about comedy where it's like people don't necessarily nominate comedy performances a lot because Mm -hmm. it's, it's too easy to brush off and be like, well, Mm -hmm. you know, it's funny because like the lines were funny, Mm -hmm. but it's like you could uh, write a funny line, but if you are not, um, delivering it and like a way that has good timing. Like it's not going to be funny. I think in horror, the same people are like, I was scared or like affected by the movie because that it was supposed to be scary. Not necessarily because like the performance made me feel that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think I like your point about Pearl and X being like less of horror movies and more they are. When you said character study, I was like, Oh, that I didn't think about it that way, but that's, that's especially what Pearl is, basically.
0: Especially what Pearl, yeah, I would say um, X is a lot more traditional yeah. horror, but like it's like a you know cabin in the woods yeah. slasher. Type so, thing. Mia but God then is they like so good zoomed in on her for Pearl, and it was just like, no, this is what we're going to focus on right now. Yeah. And yeah, it's
1: very cool it's great. to have like them come out with those two in the same year. Like yeah. they filmed them together. I yeah. guess like the movie had to sh- uh, X, I think, had to shut down for production for a couple weeks because. Something with code, maybe maybe code related, but is apparently, they were in New Zealand or something. Yeah, they were yeah. in New Zealand. Apparently, two of the, those two weeks is when um, Ty West and Mia Goth just like wrote Pearl together, mm, and that's cool. And then we're like, let's just we're here, like, let's just ask them for a little bit extra time and we'll shoot this.
0: Yeah, which rule? which is like that is such cool indie movie hustle. Yeah, I can't, we stand gotta get, it. I mean, it's
1: a 24, it I think, right. Yeah. So it's very cool. They are like notoriously cool. Great taste. Mm -hmm. Um, that's very cool of them to just be like, "Yeah, go for it. Yeah, we'll release these. Yeah, Um, here's a little bit extra money. money. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay, and I got a couple more. Yeah, go ahead. Um. I think another, similar to like I mean um, animated performances voice performances mm-hmm. are often like kind of overlooked not yeah. that like they're usually incredible but like people just kind of like don't brush it off a little bit yeah. um, Marcel the shell with shoes on was like I very sweet and heartwarming and like oh, pretty funny and like lovely and I think um for Jenny Slate to like carry that bit through like an entire movie mm-hmm. is only because of like how she can do the voice and like yeah. acting in that mm-hmm. um i would recommend i mean that is like in this sense of like you're always going to pick like the easier watch at home mm-hmm. there's like few easier, easier like watches. feel good watches of like <laughs> yeah you will be pleasantly surprised by the jokes in there it is like it's moving it's like not like overly so but like you do feel connected to a an animated shell in mm-hmm. a way. And love like, that. it's great. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is we both mentioned that we love Nope, uh, Kiki Palmer and Nope. She is destroyed so it. Yeah. So good.
0: Yeah. Oh man. Um, talk about a breath of fresh air, well, oh, but yeah. like she's in the first scene in the movie. Like, it's not like she came in and like swooped in to other bad performances or something like that. It's just like a force right from the get go. Yeah. It's that great. is
1: like, she comes in, like, halfway through the first scene in the movie, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. then you're immediately just like, more of her, please. Yeah, exactly. Like, I need this yeah. energy throughout the whole movie. Yes. Um. Yeah, she's awesome. Her... Uh, I still like him. A person who watches SNL all the, every week when it Why? comes out. I
0: did not know that. Uh,
1: yeah, you, I love it on like a Sunday night with no commercials. Oh, nice. Hulu. Just throw it very on. Nice. Like, It's easy watching. And like, yeah. Um, she, her episode, she was very funny. Like, really good. Nice. I, and so that was just like, I haven't seen her in a ton of stuff. And um, so those two things together, in, like the same year, I was like, this, she is a star. Yeah. And like, I would, I, I'm very yeah. excited to see her get more projects. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. So those are the one. I mean, that's a great pick for me still like, yeah. K. Blanchet is the top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did like, I think Martin Scorsese said, um, about tar that like the, Basically, he said, like, this gave me hope for movies again. Like, the sky. Really? He said something like, the sky opened up for me, like, when I watched Tar. And I was like, that's how I felt.
0: Wow. Uh, so,
1: like, high praise. If Martin high. Scorsese is giving you that kind of praise, you know Man, it's a
0: great one. Man, I freaking love Martin Scorsese. And I love his... I mean, now it's not so much of a... He... he Called it. It's not so much of a hot take anymore of uh, what he said about the Marvel universe no. and everything like that. Now we're all feeling it, yeah. and I bet he's sitting there being like, "Yeah, that's been what I've been saying." Talk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: So he's got a new movie coming out this year, finally. Um, Is it Killers, Killers of, the of the Flower, Flower Moon? Moon? Yeah. yeah. So having
0: just read that book,
1: I'm very excited. Oh, nice. Yeah, I have it's, not read
0: it, so yeah, it's. Oh, speaking of brands, I was just talking to Megan about this, like, and she actually hit the nail on the head. I was like, we were talking about books and like how I don't read a ton of books because I don't ever really read or it's rare that I seek something out that I'm interested in and then read it. It's usually like for a book club. And so those are pretty much chosen for you. That being one of them, yeah. but it's one that I finished and one that I really loved. And then we just read um, devil in the white city and loved it. You know, that kind of thing. And she's like, Oh, you like historical fiction. And I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. That's what I really love. <laughs> I like, I like infotainment. Yeah. I like stuff that teaches me stuff with a narrative, like that, however embellished it might be, but J- it's like, like, JFK. like JFK, like JFK, like the movie JFK. <laughs> JFK? Like but this is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. It's crazy. You have this thing where it's like, yo, know, I don't, yeah, I don't consume, like I don't read yeah. a lot or I don't watch a ton of TV shows mm-hmm. or whatever. Like my preferred thing mm-hmm. is movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Although, like, now I have been watching a lot of TV. But it is, like, with books, too, I had this um, the first year of the pandemic. Like, before mm-hmm. I started portfolio school, and I was, like, I had so much time. I was, like, I I'm, I should read more. Mm-hmm. And you get a couple of recommendations, and then you're, like, oh, this is the genre. I, I oh, haven't is been reading line, yeah. as much because, like, it's the same with movies, though. Like, we curate, we know how to curate our movie experience. Like, yeah. the point you made earlier of, like, okay, we're not seeing a lot of, like, bad movies in theaters it's mm-hmm. because, like, yeah, we're doing a little mean, bit of research yeah. before we know what we like like we're just mm-hmm. not going to see those ones mm-hmm. um, so that's very funny that you had that realization with books and you're like yeah. oh it's not that like I don't like reading as much it's just that like I haven't been reading the stuff that I like
0: yeah it's like I'll be presented it and I'll be like oh I really like that one I want more of that but I don't really seek it out because then it'll be on to the next one and it's already kind of been chosen for me or something like that and it's like oh yeah but I tear through the things that I like So if I just found more of those things, I would read a lot more. So
1: I don't know. Maybe next year we'll do a a 2023 best of books. It'll be a lot shorter than this podcast. (laughs) It'll be like five (laughs) minutes. We could just like put it in the middle somewhere, just like we did here. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But great. I have no additional thoughts on uh, acting. Were were there any performances across the board that we haven't mentioned that? You you know, know? I might've
0: just organized my list a little poorly. That's fine. Man, that is such a good call out. The, um, Justin Long and Barbarian. Yeah. It's just so like across the board.
1: This is what Letterbox is good for. I, I yes. keep the list. And then when we mm-hmm. organize for this, I just scroll through everything I saw from this past year. Mm-hmm. And it just like reminds me of the great, stuff, the great that stuff that I saw. Said, yeah. And it's like, if I get to a movie, like you're saying that, like, yeah, nothing stands out to me I'm like okay great there couldn't have been but like Barbarian was something where I was like didn't love it but I'm like immediately when I saw the title I was like Justin Long
0: I was like "Oh, oh yeah so good Hands down. Yeah. Oh, love that. Cool. Um, no, that's all I got for now. I all think, right. um, or for actors. Um, yeah.
1: What was the next category? We'll talk about directors and then you can come in with, if you have like your horror oh yes. horror or anything. I or got, any yeah, I added bits, a couple sections and I'll try, and try to breeze through on them. The end and yeah. then we'll go and finish off with our favorite films of the year. Let's do it. Let's, um, let's make another drink. Cool. Yeah. All right.